RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories, the Hong Kong Masters snooker tournament and Hong Kong Sevens are to go ahead, but the government has yet to decide on the standard chartered Hong Kong Marathon. The Environmental Protection Department warns that pollution levels are climbing and are likely to stay high for several days. And King Charles III pledges to serve the British people with loyalty, respect and love ahead of a ceremony to proclaim him the country's new monarch. Secretary for Culture, Sport and Tourism Kevin Young says the Hong Kong Masters snooker tournament and the Hong Kong Sevens will be held as scheduled as there won't be a lot of athletes taking part in the competitions and a bubble arrangement will be in place. But he said the government hasn't decided if it will greenlight the standard chartered Hong Kong Marathon planned for November. This is a race in which many people will take part and you can't expect runners to wear masks because that's not good for their health. We're talking about around 20,000 people running together in a short period of time and the race can't drag on for too long because roads will be closed and that'll affect others. So can we accept the risks after considering these factors? What can we do to reduce the risks to an extent that our medical experts find acceptable? Actually, the government very much wants to see the marathon happen, but we must consider the whole picture. Commerce Chief Algernon Yao says there's a need to tell the Hong Kong story well and set the record straight in the wake of the implementation of the national security law. Mr Yao told a TV programme that some reports on the city are inaccurate. He said the government understands that some top global finance executives have made quarantine-free travel a precondition for attending a financial summit in Hong Kong in November. The minister was asked about suggestions that the heads of large financial institutions may instead prefer to attend a financial conference in Singapore. It depends on what similarities large financial institutions see in the conferences being held by Singapore and by us, or which they think is more important. This is a free society. Of course, Hong Kong has its own advantages, and we're confident that this summit will be successful. The Environmental Protection Department has warned that pollution levels in parts of Hong Kong may reach the serious health risk category later today and are expected to stay high for the next few days. It said the air quality health index at some monitoring stations has been higher than normal since this morning. The department blamed the higher pollution on the fine, dry and very hot weather, coupled with light winds. It said that when the category hits the very high or serious levels, children, the elderly and people with heart or respiratory disease should reduce physical exertion and outdoor activities to a minimum or avoid them altogether. King Charles III will be formally proclaimed monarch in a ceremony to be held in London in the next few hours. A body dating back to Anglo-Saxon times will confirm his role at the meeting, which will be televised for the first time. The BBC's Johnny Diamond has this report. Charles became king the moment the Queen died. But there is a formal process laden with history that will mark the declaration of his reign. The Accession Council will meet at St James's Palace this morning and will confirm King Charles as monarch. Once confirmed, the King will chair the council, which is made up largely of senior politicians serving and retired. A public proclamation will then be made of King Charles as monarch, first at St James's Palace, then in the City of London. Proclamations in Belfast, Cardiff and Edinburgh will follow tomorrow. Earlier, King Charles vowed to continue his mother's legacy, promising lifelong service in his first speech as sovereign. British Parliament is convening again today to allow members of both houses to remember the Queen. It'll be the last day they'll meet for a while. The BBC's David Wallace, Lockhart, reports. 
In a rare Saturday sitting, members of both the House of Commons and the House of Lords will, for a second consecutive day, be given the opportunity to pay tribute to the Queen. In the Commons, proceedings will begin with senior MPs taking the oath of allegiance to His Majesty the King. All other MPs will be given the opportunity to do this at a later date. The Prime Minister and her Cabinet will have an audience with the King later this afternoon. This evening, parliamentary business will be postponed until after the 21st of September, during a period of national mourning. And now to the weather for this afternoon and tonight. It'll be mainly cloudy with a few showers and the outlook, sunny periods and one or two showers tomorrow. It'll be fine and very hot and dry in the next few days. The current temperature is 30 degrees Celsius and the humidity is at 75%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is almost five minutes past one. President Zelensky says Ukrainian forces have now recaptured dozens of settlements from Russian troops in the northeastern region of Kharkiv. He made the comments in his nightly address. Up to now, the armed forces of Ukraine have liberated and taken control of about 30 settlements in the Kharkiv region. In a number of villages, activities to check and secure the territory are ongoing. I am asking Ukrainians in liberated territories, please report to our forces any information about crimes committed by occupiers on Ukrainian soil. Russian state media showed reinforcements being sent to the area, and earlier a Russian-backed official in the region admitted that Kiev had had a significant victory this week. European Union leaders have proposed capping the profits of energy companies to try to keep down household bills. The proposals were made in Brussels at a meeting on how to deal with the rapidly rising cost of gas and electricity caused by the Ukraine conflict. The BBC's Katja Adler has more. EU leaders fear the social, economic and political impacts of households and businesses struggling and failing to pay bills this winter. They agreed a common form of windfall tax, though they don't call it that because of political sensitivities. The aim to cap the profits of electricity companies with low overheads and the oil and gas industries, all hugely benefiting from sky-high market prices. Instead, that money would be redirected towards supporting the destitute and the vulnerable. Details still need to be agreed, the EU hopes, by the end of this month. The governor of New York has declared a state of emergency after polio was detected last month in wastewater samples in parts of the state. Kathy Hochul's order authorises emergency medical workers, midwives and pharmacists to administer vaccines. Officials began checking for signs of polio after one case was confirmed in July, the first in the United States in nearly a decade. The BBC's Thomas Morgan has more. A virus with no cure, polio affects mostly children through weakening muscles leading to paralysis and sometimes death. However, it can be prevented by vaccine. The virus is largely eradicated in the US by immunisation, which began in 1955. And two decades later, the US was declared polio-free. But in the state of New York, over 20% of the population are unvaccinated. So this latest state of emergency has been put in place by health officials to boost those flagging immunisation rates. To rugby now, and Hong Kong face Zimbabwe in the quarter-final of the bowl competition at the Rugby World Sevens in Cape Town in just over an hour's time. They were earlier beaten 19-7 by Uruguay in their opening match, crashing out of contention for the big prize. It's Hong Kong's eighth appearance at the World Cup, which is serving as the team's final international warm-up for the Hong Kong Sevens in November. 
Football fans in Britain say an opportunity to pay tribute to the Queen has been lost with the cancellation of all matches over the weekend. The Football Supporters Association said the sport could have brought people together and let them pay their respects alongside fellow fans. Boxing, rugby union and horse racing are among the other sports affected. There was no play in the cricket test match between England and South Africa, but it will resume later today. The England captain Ben Stokes tweeted that the Queen had loved the sport and he would be honoured to play in her memory. Both Nice and Cologne have condemned the violence at their Europa Conference League game in southern France that left one fan in critical condition and dozens of others injured. An hour, after, an hour before the scheduled kick-off, several hundred hooded fans in Cologne colours invaded the Nice stands. Clashes erupted with some fans armed with chairs or iron bars torn from the stadium. And 32 people were injured. Four were hospitalised with one in a critical condition. UEFA is investigating the incident. Tennis and Carlos Alcaraz will face Caspar Ruud in the final of the men's singles at the US Open after defeating France's Tiafoe. The 19-year-old Spaniard is the youngest men's Grand Slam finalist since Rafael Nadal captured the first of his 22 slams at the 2005 French Open. Meanwhile, world number one Iga Swiatek will face Tunisian fifth seed Ange Jabeur in the final of the women's singles tonight. Jabeur is the first African woman ever to reach the final of the US Open and was also the first African woman to reach the Wimbledon final in July. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The Hong Kong Masters snooker tournament and Hong Kong Sevens are to go ahead, but the government has yet to decide on the standard chartered Hong Kong Marathon. And the Environmental Protection Department warns that pollution levels are climbing and are likely to stay high for several days. And in England, King Charles III pledges to serve the British people with loyalty, respect and love ahead of a ceremony to proclaim him the country's new monarch. And you have been listening to the news on RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Since the Hong Kong national security law came into effect, Hong Kong's financial market and economy have remained vibrant. And Hong Kong's unique position as a gateway to the Greater Bay Area and the mainland market and our sophisticated connections with the world have continued. The Hong Kong National Security Law, from order to prosperity, ensuring one country, two systems. The more people get vaccinated, the stronger we can fight the epidemic. Under the vaccine pass, persons without medical or other exemptions and age 12 or above must be vaccinated to enter food premises, scheduled premises, government leisure and cultural venues and more. Jab records can be saved in the Leave Home Safe app for easy use or shown in the IM Smart and eHealth apps or kept on hard copy to show or scan the QR code of your record as required. With the protection of vaccines, we will resume normal life soon. Radio 3. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. All about the 70s. We're still rolling. Getting into the pop mix. Now, I understand back in the 70s, some of the pop, pop rock crossover, it was very gray. So we'll get as poppy as we can this hour. Starting off, little Peter Gabriel. Here's Salisbury Hill right here. On Radio 3 with me, Michael Anson, The People Show.